The VU story begins within. Your passion. Your dreams. Your reality. Write your Vincent's University story today. Higher learning, lower cost. Indiana's first college, Vincent's University. Indiana's first college, making a major impact on the economy. Training the next generation of pilots in aviation. Educating and skilling up future workers in advanced manufacturing and the skilled trades. Partnering with global giants like Toyota, Cummins, and John Deere to help create the workforce of the future. The only real competition in this world is the competition to be more tomorrow than you are today. That's Vincennes University President Chuck Johnson, the leader behind motivating students to dive into the new economy. He's my guest this week on the Business and Beyond podcast. necessarily associate Indiana music legend John Mellencamp with Vincent University President Chuck Johnson. But we're going to do that here on this edition of the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. I'm Gary Dick. Mellencamp from small town Seymour in southern Indiana. Chuck Johnson from small town Washington in southwest Indiana. The common bond, Vincent University. Mellencamp went there in the early 70s. Chuck Johnson is president of the school, a university he's very familiar with. Chuck's hometown of Washington, just 20 miles to the east of VU, Indiana's first college. And I'm really pleased to be joined on the podcast this week by the 22nd president at Vincennes University, Indiana's oldest university, Chuck Johnson. Chuck, how are you? I'm great, Gary. Good to see you this morning. Yeah, good to see you. Good to see a fellow Sycamore. You got your undergraduate degree at ISU. When, when were you at Indiana State? I uh, I graduated in 84. I spent okay. five years there. I came in right on the tail end, right after Larry Bird had graduated and, and missed, missed that, but got there right after that. And, and you missed me too, just a bit, because I was there when he was there. And what a time to be at, uh, <laughs> what a time to be at Indiana State. That was a lot of fun. It was a great period. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about Vincennes. As I said, Indiana's oldest university, uh, been around for a long, long time. And, and I would argue, I mean, the impact that Vincennes is having and, and I think can have going forward uh, can be overstated on the economy. You're doing a lot of things that I think a lot of people may not know about. Uh, first, Chuck, first of all, g- give me a thumbnail description. How would you describe uh, Vincennes University? Well, I think we're, we, we are a unique institution in higher education because we are largely still a, an associate degree granting or junior college institution um, and still have that as our primary mission. Uh, we have a, a handful of bachelor's degrees in some key areas like technology, homeland security, nursing, healthcare, and education. Um, and then we also uh, do a lot of outreach and training in, with business and industry throughout Indiana. We also have a a, a great uh, relationship with the military. We're on several military sites around North America uh, from coast to coast. Uh, we do uh, a lot of dual credit programming with high schools, early college programming, career and technical education, early colleges. 
Uh, and we have a pretty robust uh, uh, online program as well. We have a great aviation technology center in Indianapolis. Uh, we do uh, American Sign Language at the Indiana School for the Deaf with our partners there. And we have campus, main campuses in Vincennes, but we also have a, a nice campus in Jasper, Indiana, and training sites in Lebanon and in Gibson County that we uh, we call home as well as Plainfield. So we're kind of all over the place. We have great partnerships with uh, the Association of Builders and Contractors, uh, the ABC throughout Indiana, and on several of their sites, uh, helping to deliver uh, education to wrap around their apprenticeship programs. And, and so it's really a, a nice mix of mission. And, and we get really, I think, a chance to work closely with individuals in a lot of communities. It's fascinating to me, the reach of Vincennes. That, that again, I mean, I, I didn't know. I mean, as, as I've talked to you over the over the years, have learned more about it. But amazing. Uh, first of all, not only the the national presence, but just statewide. You, you have programs all over the state. Talk about that statewide connection, how it came about and, and, and why it's happening, why, why you're doing it. Well, as you know, for many, many years, VU was the primary junior college in the state of Indiana. And uh, so we, we've almost always had a statewide mission. Uh, it's just it has evolved over over time. And as other institutions have have come on and, and their missions have have also been adjusted, we've we've uh, really looked at how do we contribute to the state either in a community or statewide by bringing students to our campus in Vincennes. Uh, we have, I think, almost all 92 counties represented in our student population in Vincennes, and, and it is uh, you know part of our history and our mission. Uh, we do a lot, as I said, with high schools. In fact, we're with about 130 high schools. We've been doing what we call dual credit programming uh, in high schools for almost 50 years, and that's been a, a or part of our mission for a long time. We've evolved that uh, to really move toward getting students toward credentials in high school, whether those are industry credentials or even sometimes associate degrees. And one of our longest standing partnerships there is with Ben Davis University and on the west side in Indianapolis. And, and they uh, that high school is, uh, is an all VU program and one we're very, very proud of. I would argue, or, or I, I could, I think you could make the case that 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 VU's uh, relevance today is perhaps greater than ever before because of the needs of the workforce and the needs of the uh, the business community uh, are different and changing uh, all the time. I agree with that, Chuck? I'm sure you probably would. <laughs> I, I, no, I think I think VU is is really in a strong position, not only to to prosper as an institution, but to be a major contributor to the continued success and growth in Indiana because we're so connected to uh, manufacturing sector, so connected to the logistic logistics sector, the aviation sector. Uh, we do a lot of work in the diesel technology sector with Cummins and John Deere. So I think we're really doing a lot of the things, and we're focusing on the segment of the workforce that is so critical that skilled uh, labor. Or that person who has the ability to make things work and keep them working, uh, the technician who's able to, to solve problems and help an organization succeed and thrive through automation and through other technologies. A good example, I think, would be uh, your presence there at Toyota not in Princeton, not far from where you are right now. Give people an idea of, of that relationship, and certainly that campus there continues to to flourish on tail end i think now of an 800 plus million dollar investment more than a thousand new jobs added there just a, a an amazing complex there talk about the vu presence and how how that model works 
Well, we've we've been blessed to to partner with Toyota pretty much since their inception as as part of their workforce development and and a lot to help uh, get things going there and and that's continued to grow and and again particularly focusing on that skilled uh, automation maintenance worker or mechatronics or robotics person those programs have grown and and so now we have our 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 AMT program which is a two year apprenticeship program uh, with an associate degree attached it's, we've been doing for ten years now with Toyota uh, we were the third uh, school in the country that Toyota reached out to, to to establish this. And and we're very, very excited about that uh, program continuing to be very strong as it includes other employer partners in Southwest Indiana and even Southeastern Illinois. Uh, that program spawned uh, a continuation of training that we do for incumbent workers or current employees who want to be skilled up to take on those roles. And we offer a number of, of training courses, both at our Gibson County site and also on our Vincennes campus to support Toyota's needs there. And then more recently, we rolled out a one-year version of that apprenticeship model, that, that AMT program uh, that we launched with Toyota. So we kind of have a, a nice full universe, if you will, of, of different training and programming opportunities, all focused on helping that, that organization have the talent they need to help sustain their, their automation, their mechatronics, their robotics uh, in the advanced manufacturing sector. Without the kind of training programs you're talking about, is it safe to say that some of these companies and now we're getting more and more of this investment in the electrification of the auto industry and, and certainly microelectronics and all those types of uh, industries. But is it safe to say that kind of training is absolutely key? Uh, without it, a lot of these companies probably would not choose Indiana. I think it's a, 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 an important part of the, of the piece that we offer as a state is the capability. And, and you mentioned these other you know tr- trends and changes that are happening in these industries. The things that we do are very translatable to electric vehicle uh, assembly and development. Uh, it's very they're very uh, uh, very much uh, in line with what you need to do in the semiconductor industry. A lot of that is automated. A lot of that is setting up systems that are that have to be managed and controlled and, and adjusted. And so we we think we're you know very very well positioned to pivot whenever a new industry comes into our our area. And a recent example of that is the announcement in Knox County of the uh, Agro Renew investment, and they're going to count on VU to help them develop their skilled workforce. And that's, you know, a completely different industry, but the skill set for automation, the skill set for problem solving, the technical needs are all there. And and as technology changes, we can skill up and keep workers uh, up to date on on the latest changes. Talk about Agro Renew, uh, because I I think that's that's an amazing story and a good example, $83 million investment, uh, startup company there, there in Vincennes, a good example of that connection between Vincennes University, the city of Vincennes, Knox County, that region, the Pantheon, I know, which is a, a co-working incubator type space. All of those elements in place made that happen. It really is. A, it's a great recipe for that kind of growth and investment to occur where you've got you know people in the community in, at, at you know, all levels of government and economic development, leaders who are investing in the community to make sure that we are are not staying uh, the, the, the course where we're continuing to improve and grow. Uh, the Pantheon is a, is a tremendous asset in, in that it is helping us to think about how do we bring in new ideas, new technologies, new talent and incubate, grow those. And the university is a resource for getting that workforce in place, as well as uh, helping perhaps in some cases to test some of those ideas. Talk about the model for that for that startup, because I think it's a great example of, of innovation, you know, how ideas percolate in a region. And this is specific to Southwest Indiana and what happens there. Talk about the model for this uh, this company. 
So this model is going to be a, a bioplastics model and, and its primary source for the bioplastic uh, material is going to be the residual uh, melon production that's going on in the, in the area. And you know, Knox County is one of the top four or five uh, melon producing regions in, the, in this entire United States. And so there is significant amount left over each year. And so you can take those melon husks and turn those into plastics that then can be turned into pellets that are sold to, you know, plastics manufacturers in a variety of ways that create a bioplastic that is also biodegradable. So yeah. it's it's a wonderful green operation. It's, it's taking advantage of a natural resource that is already there in the community that is part of the community's history and economic development, the great ag sector, and building on that uh, really to, to, I think, produce something really exciting. You said one of the best. I think it is the best region for melons around. I, I, I sampled those uh, grown up not too far uh, up the Wabash River uh, from you there, uh, Chuck. It, okay, is is the big peach? Is that still there? It is still there. Yes, <laughs> that's a landmark. Uh, on, on, it on is forty forty one. There, the must not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chuck. In terms of the culture in Indiana, you know, there's been a big push, or is a big push to get more Hoosiers with post-secondary credentials and certifications, you know, you know, quality education beyond high school. And I think there's progress in that regard, but in terms of the culture of Indiana, that has, has, I think tended to always be skewed toward four-year institutions, you know, and we've got great colleges, four-year colleges and universities, uh, the public and the private level, both. Do you sense that's changing now to understand that the things that a Vincennes University is offering is creating really good careers for people? I think there's a lot more awareness that a, a bachelor's degree is not required for everyone to be successful. I, mean, I think obviously in the education world, I, I think bachelor's degrees have a great value. And I think that we see a lot of uh, benefit in people's lives who go on and get that education. But I think what I'm seeing more of now, Gary, is actually maybe some starting to recognize that it doesn't have to be a direct path through a four-year degree from high school. That in in VU is a great example of this. We can stack different levels of, of learning and credentials for folks that want to start out and maybe go to work within a year or so of graduating high school, uh, who might want to get an associate degree and go to work. And then that doesn't preclude them from getting that bachelor's degree if down the road they're able to uh, to see that as being viable path for them. And in fact, it, it used to be not too uncommon for people to work themselves through school and, and you know maybe be 30 years old when they get that bachelor's degree, which is a lot younger to me today than it used to seem. Um, and, but, you know, and I'd say there's no harm in that. In fact, that should be celebrated and should be a model that we encourage. Many employers will support people to get that advanced education as they're moving through the ranks, as they're maybe ready to take on higher level responsibilities. And schools like VU and many others can help them provide them those credentials along the way. So to me, it's not about um, necessarily an endpoint has to be a bachelor's degree or not. And it's not about college or no college. It's about having that accessible in the moment when you need the education, when you need a skill up, when you need to be able to have the the, uh, the skills necessary to keep your career relevant. There are places that you can plug into, whether it's VU or Ivy Tech or ISU or wherever that we're here. And I think that's a model that we're all trying to, to figure out how we stay relevant with. And I do think that VU is well positioned, partly because of our great employer partnerships and partly because of our, our broad mission. VU has had a long history in, in an industry, in industries like aviation, uh, and aviation technology and maintenance, those types of things. That continues to be the case. And as that industry is transforming uh, with uh, lots of workforce challenges, uh, I know you've got a big center here in, in it. Is it in Indianapolis and Plainfield as well? 
The Aviation Technology Center is on the airport grounds in Indianapolis, right next to Rolls-Royce there off of Washington. Yeah. So that's where we do a lot of our, almost all of our maintenance programming. Our flight program is based there, but we do fly out of Eagle Creek Airport. Out of Plainfield, we support the logistics sector primarily yeah, right. uh, with Toyota material handling and and, and uh, Amazon as big partners there. Um, but, you know, the aviation sector has, uh, you know, it, it's it's so important to so many different pieces, right? You think about our logistics sector being important, especially in central Indiana. Well, a lot of that is because of the airport, is because yeah. of FedEx, is because of all of the things that we can be, not, not just because of a great location or great highway network, but because we have a great aviation sector as well. And so VU is, is so pleased to be part of the, the that solution because it does make a huge difference, uh, for the, particularly for central Indiana. Much more with Vincent University President Chuck Johnson when we return. We'll talk about uh, VU's role in the community and in Southwest Indiana. Also, Chuck's path to higher education and uh, Vincent's and a lot more when the Business and Beyond podcast returns. At PNC Bank, we're committed to making a difference in the lives of our customers and communities by helping them move forward financially. As a Main Street Bank, we try to do right by our customers with every encounter. Our local teams offer personalized financial advice to help guide you in making the best decision. We're proud to be part of your community. PNC Bank. See how we can make a difference for you at PNC.com. Copyright 2022, the PNC Financial Services Group Bank. All rights reserved. Welcome back to the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. My guest this week, Chuck Johnson, the 22nd president at Vincennes University, a university that uh, I think by any measure uh, continues to be on the move. Um, Chuck, talk about VU's role in community. I, I think it's interesting to look at efforts being made. I know I've talked to some folks in Knox County and, 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 you know, folks saying, you know, what do we need to, you know, strive for more to become better, to leverage what we have here. And I think there are some efforts underway to make that happen in Knox County and Southwest Indiana. Talk about VU's role in connecting the community uh, there in Southwest Indiana. Well, it, 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 it all, you know, stems primarily from the fact that we, this is our home too, right? We want to make sure that our home is a place that we are contributing to, that we're a part of the future for. Um, and so VU has invested significantly in local parks. We, we helped with the city to uh, really refresh a, a riverside park called Kimmel Park about seven or eight years ago. That has been a great addition for the community. We've worked with the city on the levee project. We've worked with some downtown beautification efforts. Uh, we, we see ourselves as a, you know, an important member of the community because we, the community is so important to us. It's it's our lifeblood as well. Uh, and then you you look at us like in Jasper, we're very much embedded there as well. We work very closely with industry partners, with the schools. Uh, the Jasper campus is a part of the cultural and the uh, the workforce development economic uh, hub of that community as well. Hey, hey t talk about that because I think that's another great example of that connection between, you know, the business community, academic community here in the state of Indiana, what Jasper did to get that VU campus there. And I think uh, it was really the result of the business community coming together, say, hey, we need we need this in our community. Uh, talk about how that came about. 
Oh, well, that's that's a, a great story. And it is exactly that. The, the the Jasper leadership, the community leaders that said they needed higher education in that community to support both what happened locally with, with industry, but also support the population growth as well. And so this started, I think, with a, a group that was called Cohere, the Council on Higher Education, something or other. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, they started and, and VU actually launched its Jasper campus in 1971. Wow. Uh, this- this was uh, started downtown, and and we moved out to our campus uh, uh, a few uh, few years later, and we have a beautiful campus on the edge of Jasper, uh, really helping to serve all of Dubois County and even south southwest central Indiana, and uh, uh, it's become a, a great resource. We work closely with the schools and Potoka Valley Career Cooperative to provide dual credit uh, career pathways in construction and IT and in advanced manufacturing robotics. Uh, we then also have an apprenticeship type program similar to what we have with Toyota with about a dozen or so companies there in Dubois County and surrounding area where students are getting into these skilled trade type of roles. We work closely with the hospital and with uh, of the healthcare uh, area uh, on both high school and uh, nursing programs. Um, and so it, it is a great collaboration. Of course, Jasper has a tremendous history, both with, with its industrial base and its and its diverse development there and, and the fact that people want to do things and they get things done. How about career pathways, uh, you know, getting getting kids at a young age, uh, younger age on, on on pathways to careers, apprenticeships big in in Europe that, you know, being talked about a lot here. Are, are those, you know, apprenticeships, p- career pathways, is that kind of the where, where things are going here in Indiana? I know there's a lot of talk about that from a workforce standpoint. I think we'll see more and more of that, again, partly looking at the ROI of higher education. How do we help people find the pathway? And we talk about the stackability. You know, Gary, we have, I want to say, just north of 1,600 students who are in some apprenticeship or work-based learning program uh, here across the different partnerships that we have. And, and that's been a part of our growth is, is seeing how we can continue to tie that world of work with the, the uh, education that, that is needed to help them have the skills. It's a tremendous model. It's a great way to help pay for education, reduce the debt, reduce the cost, and make it immediately applicable to the things that people are doing. Back to that connection to community, another uh, development there in Vincennes in Southwest Indiana. I mentioned it earlier, the Pantheon, which is in a uh, historic theater, right? In downtown uh, yeah. uh, Vincennes that uh, uh, I think hosted some big names uh, way, way back in the day. That's been created uh, or transitioned, uh, turned into something that is is really cool. Co-working space, incubator, uh, percolating some some ideas, entrepreneurial ideas. Talk about the Pantheon what it means for that community and the fact that it's it came together you know vincennes is not a large community you know community that size to do something like that i think is noteworthy no it's it's a a a perfect example again of of how uh, leadership with vision and understanding uh kind of what the future needed to look like Uh, certainly we, we were blessed to have this historic theater in the middle of downtown on main street that did have some big names back in the vaudeville days right uh, and, right and tremendous tremendous historical significance and it created the perfect environment for this co-working and incubation space uh it has uh you know an, it's an asset for the community both in terms of physical asset because it's a beautiful space but also because of the kinds of, of ideas and the connections it's making um, you know one of them being the result of this agro renew investment that's coming out uh, that's going to be a, a big big in, investment and big opportunity for knox county and the surrounding area Speaking of entertainers, uh, Vincent's home to uh, one of our country's great entertainers uh, uh, over time, Red Skelton. Uh, 
Uh, and um, you've got a museum there that is, I, I have, I have to admit, I have not been there, but I know I've seen uh, video and pictures. I know there was a big um, a renovation and expansion, I think, uh, uh, recently uh, there. Talk about that museum and how that connects to quality of life in, in the region. So, yes. So Red Skelton and, and Vincennes are pretty much synonymous. They, you know, Red, yeah. Red, Red throughout his career, no matter how successful he had, he had a top you know, 10, 20 television show for decades. And uh, he always stayed close to Vincennes. He always maintained ties and, and knew you know, that his roots were important to him. And, and so when, when he passed, his, his widow, Lothian Skelton, uh, worked with some community leaders to establish a museum in his honor. We built a, a performing arts center uh, as well, named after Red Skelton and, and a beautiful theater that we have there. Uh, and that museum uh, is, a, is a tremendous uh, repository of uh, both Red's work and some a history of time in terms of the entertainment industry in this country. Uh, where I think it, it really takes you back to see some things that, you know, for me growing up anyway, uh, yeah. are really it really uh, great, not just as reminiscence, but even as a history idea. And then Red was an artist and uh, a, a prolific painter. Uh, and Lothian recently, uh, she donated $4 million to the university to expand the museum and allow us to be able to display more of his artwork in a gallery and more of a meeting space. So it, it is a great, uh, it's a great um, opportunity for us as a community to have something that not many communities have. Um, and certainly it's to the great dedication and commitment that Red and now Lothian Skelton have had to Vincennes. Another opportunity uh, for Vincennes, Southwest Indiana in general, coming up next April, which I the more I learn about this, I find it interesting. And that's the solar eclipse uh, in, in April. And I think Vincennes is probably in a really good spot for that what what's are there activities planned i mean the state communities and the state are looking at this as a big tourism opportunity yes there's there's a, a citywide countywide committee university has a committee we're planning on a lot of events and supporting the county's events uh, across the river in Lawrenceville, they're planning some big things at the airport there. Uh, you know, and with our with all of our sites, the memorial, the Grousen grounds, the university grounds, we have you know, prime viewing locations in the community. I think there there's anticipation of upward to 100,000 visitors to come into Knox County uh, over that period of time. You know, Vincennes and Knox County are are I believe expected to have the longest period of total eclipse uh, for this in Indiana. It's uh, just over four minutes, I believe, which I think is very appealing to those who are, are eclipse watchers. And so yeah. we're all excited about it. April 8th, 2024 is, is going to be a big, big date for all of us. Well, lots going on, certainly in Southwest Indiana. And as I, I, I think about uh, all that you're doing at Vincennes University and, and, and in the community, it's probably, uh, you, you know, a piece of that is probably kind of a, a labor of love, to, so to speak, because you grew up in that area, right? You're from Washington. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's 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 always a university that was was in my mind. Several friends, and family members, my wife, my father, uh, all went to Vincennes University. I spent much time on that campus as a, as a young person and and was very familiar with it. And and I'll have to be honest with you, Gary, it always felt like this small little cozy university that I always kind of knew was next door. Right. But as I've gotten to Vincennes, I've been there 11 years, I learned new things about VU, our history, the mission, the things that we do, um, and how how much this institution has been at the core of a lot of things that have happened throughout the history of Indiana. Growing up in in, in Washington, and I think I grew up in Clinton, Indiana, a long time ago, you know, great, great community to grow up in, to be sure. Things are different today in, in, in communities everywhere, but especially in small town Indiana. As you look at, at, at you know, 
growing up in in Washington and what Washington and that area is today. You know, let's talk about that, the differences and, and where you see opportunities uh, for that region to uh, to grow going forward. Well, I think certainly in Washington, you know, I-69 has mm-hmm. has opened up new opportunities there and we've seen some investment. And I think the community is is again doing a lot there to to take advantage of of the ability to have I-69 and, and building out new models for uh, for investments there, some new businesses that that have sprung up. Uh and, and of course we're in the in the backyard of Crane and, and Westgate and, and that area, and that's critical employer for the region, uh, very important to the future. And a lot of the work going on in semiconductors and the space that's happening uh, there to support the defense industry is really exciting and an opportunity, I think, to continue to make that region vital. Uh, it, it, but it has changed. I mean, the, the industry sector growing up was different. I mean, in the 70s and 80s, we you know those communities, communities like Washington, Vincennes, lost some of their major employers, manufacturing employers who pulled out. But it's good to see some of these new opportunities that are backfilling and coming in with new technologies, new business models, and investments that I think are going to be a new renaissance for, for Southwest Indiana and communities like Washington and Vincennes. As you look going forward at opportunities, and and you mentioned Crane, which is is not that that far away, and, and what a what an innovation hub that is uh, on so many levels. But with Crane and some of the other assets we've talked about um, here during the podcast, it would seem Southwest Indiana can be poised or is poised for some for some greatness. What is it going to take to realize that? I think it's going to take continued cooperation across uh, political boundaries, across uh, different uh, industry sectors coming together. Uh, it's going to take city leaders and county leaders and state leaders, as well as industry. It's going to take education providers, whether it's IU, Purdue, VU, or others, to to help uh, come together and bring resources and, and bring a web of of uh, uh, solutions to things. Um, and I think it's going to be it's going to require us probably to make some important investments, critical investments, and to keep keep thinking about these as investments rather than expenditures, because I think we have to, we have to make sure that we are setting up for the future and not just celebrating from the past. Chuck Johnson, the 22nd president at Vincennes University. Chuck, it's been a, it's been a real treat to, uh, to catch up with you doing a lot of great things. Uh, The Vincennes impact extends far beyond Knox County uh, to be sure. And I look forward to covering uh, what's next for VU uh, going forward. Thank you, Gary. All right. And thank you for joining us on this edition of the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. It's a weekly conversation with achievers in business, sports, entertainment, and beyond. And you can download it at Apple or wherever you find your podcast and get Indiana Business News 24-7. Be sure to check out InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.